Make It Rain podcast bonus episode 17.5, 18, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to talk the awards, as I said earlier, and other NBA stuff. So, yeah. Uh, let us start with the MVP. <laughs> MVP's really close. Yeah. Like, within the top two, you can make an argument from either one. It's really just a matter of like which you prioritize more. Yeah, but I have so James Harden as my MVP this James year. James Harden for the audience. Like I understand why people want to choose Giannis. Like Giannis is a monster. He's a two-way monster. Like uh-huh. two-way destroyer of worlds. And if you like care about defense, I guess. I mean, I, it's not that I don't care about defense. It's just that like I don't really weigh it the same way everybody else does yeah. in this. Because it's not that like James Harden's like bad on defense. I think. Well, James Harden is bad on defense because, like, he can't – he doesn't really, like, defend on the perimeter. He doesn't like chasing guys around. But in the post, he's actually elite by the numbers. <laughs> he, he can guard, like, anybody. He's yes, yes. kind of like with – it's the thing, like, with Marcus Smart, right? With Mark, Except with Marcus Smart, he also defends on the perimeter. That makes him, like, so good because if you switch him out to a big man, there's no uh, – there's no – exploit there there's no weakness there he'll guard your big guy no so it's problem like, it's like the opposite yeah. like but because he can do that they built a system where like they would just like switch him off like whoever the ball handler is and have him guard like a big and there wouldn't be like an issue there because he can guard the big or just a guy that's bigger than him and his offensive season is just historical yeah like it's hard for me to like, when you take into consideration that he, this team at one point was, like, I think he, they were, like, the second-to-last team in yeah, the West. they were West. 14th at one point. And James Harden just pulled that team from the muck and dragged them to 53 wins. Like, he does 53 wins. He has the potential to be like second. 11, they were, like, 11 and 14, I think. He had the potential to be second <laughs> in the West. Yeah. Granted, they aren't, but the fact that he was almost there. Mm-hmm. And as someone who always kind of like leans towards things like that, a superstar carrying his team through adversity, yeah. that appeals to me. Uh-huh. So when I see that, I'm like, James Harden is my MVP. Yep. I mean, you can argue it's unfair to teams that are, like that, that are just like good throughout the year, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. But when I see that, I'm just like, James Harden is a monster. Yeah. This guy is like here's another thing difference between him and Giannis. Like James Harden is a uh, system proof as a guy. Like he is the system if you want to go that way. Mm-hmm. With like Giannis, he like he didn't really struggle, but like he wasn't as good under Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd and like they had to like create the system where they spread spread out, like, four wide with him so he can just, like, run at the rim. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm going with, like, James Harden. When I look at James Harden, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And also, Chris Paul this year has been average. Yeah. Like, he hasn't, like, he wouldn't be, like, your number two guy if you wanted to win a championship. He might not even be, like, your number four guy if you want to win a championship with his current performance. But... <laughs> It's just all these things added together. I'm like, James Harden on MVP. And this is another thing which is more personal to me. I kind of always go the opposite way of the way the NBA wants us to go. Well, like, in terms of their narrative. They're clearly painting Giannis 
as their poster child. And whenever they talk about Harden, they're always like, oh man, he's ruining the game. He's gaming the system, whatever. Even though they, even though Luka Doncic does like the same thing, but yeah. they'll go behind him every time. They're like, oh yeah, Luka, it's the best thing that ever happened. Uh-huh. So for me, I'm just like, you know what? Forget the NBA. Forget their narrative. I'm sticking behind my man, James Harden. <laughs> See, I think what you said about Giannis being the poster child, I think Giannis has the poster child to be like the next face. But I think Joel, Joel Embiid definitely has the personality. To be Joel the, Embiid does have the personality. To be the but, face of the NBA. But Joel Embiid is also not the type of guy that they want to paint as the face of the NBA. Maybe not. Because he's he's cocky. He talks also, a lot. Ya- they were also saying Giannis because he was uh, European. Yeah. Well, this is the thing about Giannis. Like, Giannis is... I don't know if he's actually this way, but the way they paint him as, like, the humble guy. And I, f- I guess for whatever reason, people eat that up. That's like a that thing. Humble. That's a, no, I don't. I don't think he's that humble either. But it's the way they're painting him. Yeah. So like people will eat that up. They're like, oh yeah, we're buying this narrative. We love that guy. Same way they love like Tim Duncan or like Dirk or whatever. Like they just go in, they do their work, they work hard. They uh, don't talk all like, this yeah, like smack. He does, and he he doesn't really. He doesn't talk smack that much, but he. Yeah, it's like, not true. Like if you actually like, there are like receipts out there of him just like like nobody can guard me. Well, I mean, like, he talks as much smack about everybody. It's just that, like, we don't really hear about it all the time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, do you want to say anything about anything more about James Harden? He's the best. MVP. Well, at least this year. Like, I mean, I, I, I agree with you, definitely. We're talking about, like, Jordan levels of, like, offensive performance. <laughs> no, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. We were. I mean, I remember we were, like, talking during the season. And, you know, like, you know, I had Giannis. As my MVP, probably up until like March. <laughs> I understand why people like have Giannis the MVP. Like, just like looking at it, you're like, wow, this guy dominates on both sides of the ball. Yeah, his I team's mean, the best. His team's not only the best team records wise, but like they're like the best team in like almost like any other like advanced analytics mm-hmm. wise also. No, exactly. So like when you're looking at this guy, like also his second star is kind of like a <laughs> sub. All star. Yeah, he's an all star. Like he's kind of like an all star that's not really as great as like let's say like a great all star. So like you're like, oh, his second guy isn't really that good either. Like, and Chris Middleton is good. Well, but Chris I, Middleton isn't like a star, I guess. To, to you me, call it the reason why I flop. I uh, like you know I switched like mid yeah. you know May, mid March is because you know like Gian- Giannis was just consistent. Yeah. Like, it's so close. No, it, like, it is close, yeah. But the, here's the thing with me about consistency. Um, especially, like, the way we look at consistency, we kind of just, like, look at, like, field goal percentage and whatever. With a big guy, it's always going to look like that. Yeah. Because they mostly take shots from the inside. They don't take, like, a lot of jumpers. Like, Giannis is more than a big guy, but Giannis is also not a guy that's, like, doing, like shooting a lot of jumpers. No, exactly. Especially, like, with a guard like James Harden. Mm-hmm. Like when you shoot as many jumps as he does, yeah. like your field goal, pers- like unless you're like Steph Curry, who's just a different like being yeah. in its in itself, your shooting percentage is all kind of like usually fluctuate between like maybe like lowish like mid forties or whatever. It's just a product of you being like an offensive ISO player who shoots like jumpers, which is why I think the perception of consistency is a little misleading. Yeah, but at the same time, like his team is also more consistent. Which also his, gives his, you the perception. I think his, his team, like if you take Giannis yeah. off, oh Milwaukee, and you take Harden off 
uh, Houston, yeah. that Milwaukee's still better. Yeah, like Milwaukee can like part of it is also because they've been healthy. Yeah. So like, like even though they're better, I don't know how how good Milwaukee would be without Giannis. That's the thing. Like, I mean, yeah, on but paper, I, I think they'd yeah. still be like well. Also, the conferences yeah. too, like you know, like on paper, with the stats, they say he, they're still good without Giannis, but I but it's also like a small sample size, so I don't know if it actually translates because whenever they didn't play without Giannis, like I feel like they've lost every game. I mean, they kind of lost, but you still you still have Middleton. Yeah. Middleton was yeah, know, so considered an all. So that's where year. like I'm on like a little bit of like a line when people say like oh yeah they're like without Giannis they're still like whatever whatever. Like, while well, it's true... I think, I think there's still, like, a playoff yeah. team, like... Like, while it's technically true, I also think, like, Giannis is responsible yeah, yeah, for, like, Gian- a lot. Yeah, I mean, Giannis has, you know, brought that team to a whole nother yeah, level. Yeah, like, but he's like, taking, like, good team or whatever and made it, like, great. But, like, you take James Harden off of Houston. Oh, that, that like, team's That team's gone. dead. It's done. It's they dead they have the nothing there. Exactly. And that's why, like, I... Like, that appeals to me. So, like, when I see that, I'm like, oh, yeah, James Harden, my MVP... And I, I feel like James Harden, he had the bigger games this season. Uh, yeah. He dropped like, five, uh, I don't know, how many? Nine, nine 50 point games. Yeah. Two 60 point games. Yeah. He scored 30 on every team. Yeah. I mean, like, Giannis's impact is requires. Like, he's had a lot of great games, too. Like, no, a lot, he of, them, has. He a lot has. of them will not really show up on, like, a scoreboard, even though it kind of does with, like, triple-doubles or whatever. But, like, this is a lot of, like, things that he does that doesn't really show on the scoreboard. Like, I think... I forgot what said is It's, like, opponent... Opposing field goal percentage. Okay. It's, like, whenever Giannis is, like, the closest defender to the guy, the different... He has, like, the lowest marks. Mm-hmm. And, like, the gap between him and the second guy is, like, four points or something, which is considered really wide within, like, the scale. So when I take things like that into consideration, I can understand why people like would choose Giannis as your MVP because he affects every play. No, he does. I mean, I totally. It's agree. almost like LeBron esque, but yeah. the difference is like LeBron can kind of do this, can um be like that perimeter creator where he can like take a jump shot. Yeah, and Giannis doesn't really Giannis do that. Can't do that yet. <laughs> like that's the difference, but. Giannis is probably like the closest thing at the moment to like what you'll get with like I mean, a LeBron esque. Yeah. Gotta player. work on that jumper, but you know. It's well, it's it's a little more than just like his mid range. Like if you actually his mid range is pretty good. I yeah, mean, I, I, I was like on basketball like reference or whatever. Like his mid, he's shooting like forty percent for like mid ranges is considered pretty good. He's but, getting he's getting better shooting threes, yeah. but he's still gotta like. You know, but I think improve. a little bit with him is more about like being able to create that shot. Instead yeah, he's, of just not, like, he's not the the playmaker that LeBron is. Yeah, I mean, as a passer, he's getting he's a good there. Passer, but, but it's know, just it's like creating that shot not, on his own. Like, he can kind of do it, but like you can clearly tell he's not he's like not there, yet. there yet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then we also uh, James Harden carried his team without Chris Paul, Capella, and Eric Gordon. Yeah, for stretches. I mean, like for technically. Stretches. Even when Eric Gordon was there, he was bad. So you could argue he kind of wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like the Bucks team was pretty healthy until now. Yeah. And now all the injuries are just like catching up. Yeah. So, you know, 
that's another thing I, you know. But for me, I mean, I like I could see Giannis getting MVP as well. Like yeah. I, I, I felt like, you know, even though he was consistent, I needed like one more big game yeah. from Giannis, and I, I felt like he, the Bucks had to get like sixty wins, yeah. which they did. So yeah. like you know, I mean, there's, it's an argument. Yeah. So. I was actually reading uh, Zach Zach Lowe's post. Like today yeah. about like why he was shoot- like he had Giannis as his MVP mm-hmm. and he was going through reasons why and there was actually one of the things that he posted that I want to push back on it has related to some of the points I made earlier where he was like oh people would say like oh James Harden had to carry his team but if you compare it the team isn't really that much of a difference talent wise and the reason why I want to push back on that was Chris Paul who was supposed to be like their second best player this year yeah. has not even been close to that. So you can't even make that comparison. I would argue Eric Bledsoe is just as good, if not better, than him this year. And Chris Middleton is better than him this year. So when he made that point, I was like, uh, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, like, yeah, if it was Chris Paul in the past, if Chris Paul was healthy and playing as Chris Paul, sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I watched Chris Paul in, like, the past, like, few months or so, like, I think he's gained a little bit more ground. But at the same time, he's also had a bunch of games where he's won, like, 10 points. And doing, like, almost nothing other than, like, passing, which is something, but you need another guy that can, like, create a bucket other than, like, James Harden, or else it's just going to be all the James Harden's teams of the past where he's doing everything. And then when he gets tired, it's like, oh, whoops, I guess we have nothing else to do. Just keep dribbling it. Okay. Uh, Do you want to say anything else for the MVP? I think I made my case. <laughs> I, I, I think you made your case. <laughs> Technically, I made my case for both of them. You made your case. Yeah, you did. I made my case uh, last episode why I kind of switched to uh, Giannis. I mean, I switched to Harden. Yeah. You know, I just, I mean, he just, I think he had probably the better year. <laughs> the better year. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, you could argue he had, they kind of relatively I mean, they kind of same had year. Like a but I, year. But, but I think in my opinion, he had, yeah, he had a better year, like, within... And then if you look at his MVP numbers last year, which he got 30.4 points, 8.8 yeah. assists, and 5.4 rebounds. Yeah. And now he's averaging yeah. uh, 36.1. Yeah. He, he also didn't really have a challenger last year, like Giannis. Well, so everyone had LeBron, though, as MVP. Did they? Most people, most people had LeBron. Did LeBron actually? Where did LeBron end up finishing the voting? I can't he was remember. Second, I think. And they second? had the stats. Oh no, I remember they had LeBron, but I remember like I think it was like near the end of the year when LeBron kind of like coasted. Everyone started like flipping their switch. Well, at least that's what I read. Everyone was like, "Oh yeah, I had kind of had LeBron going in." Then like he kind of like quit. <laughs> like there was like this like segment where he like kind of yeah. pouted in the beginning or whatever, and they counted against him. I, I remember last year I was defending James Harden's MVP against oh. LeBron. <laughs> James Harden, you could easily argue James Harden should have won MVP like the last like five years. He should have won that and one he has, against Steph Curry. And he has a real case. The, the unanimous, no, the, the first, first one. unanimous MVP. The first yeah. one, not the unanimous. I had Harden that year too. I had Harden that year because I thought he had a better year than Steph. But, Steph. but when I actually objectively looked at it, like Steph... Steph's year was crazy. Like, we're I not mean, even just was. talking about, like, the volume, but, like, the efficiency and the was volume. Was that 2015? I believe so. It was the... It was... The, no, it was the year that they lost the finals. So, was it 2016? I... I, I don't know. I get, I get my years all kind of, like, mixed up together. But, um... 
It was the year that he lost the finals, but and they won like seventy three games or whatever. So I guess. Was that the year? I thought it was the year before. I'm pretty sure it was that year. Uh-huh. Wait, I'm almost. I'm like ninety percent certain it was that year. They when he won MVP and they lost to LeBron in the finals because they were like a seventy three win team or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I know he got back to back. I thought that was his unanimous year. Yeah, the unanimous year was the year they lost. Yeah, no, no, the the first one against Harden. Yeah. The 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 one before that. He should he should have got the MVP the the, I think twenty fifteen the 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 first year they went to the finals was it? I did he get it? I don't remember if he got it. Cause he, he got it twice, and then it was Westbrook after that. No, I think you might be right. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, I think that's what. No, no, I think you're right. The unanimous one was. I don't know. Who was, different. Who was the second one? I, I forgot the second one. I'm going to look this up right now. All right. He was two that. times. It was 2015, 2016. Yeah, 16 was when they lost. So Harden should have got the 2015 one. So we're done with the MVP? Yep. All right. Uh... Most improved? I have... I know there's a lot of train of thoughts on this. Like, I'm trying to make up my mind, so I'm reading other people's opinions on it. Like, some people won't choose... Like, say they won't choose a second-year player because they kind of expect that jump. I'm not sure I 100% agree with that, but I can understand what they're saying. Yeah. So, like, I know a lot of people are choosing uh, Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to choose Pascal also, but at the same time... Like De'Aaron Fox was a thing this year. Like oh, he made interesting. like like he was like a he was like a rookie last year who was kind of like you didn't know whether he was even like an NBA player. Like he was like he was talented, he was fast, but mm-hmm. you didn't know whether he could actually play in the NBA. Yeah. But this year he almost he led the Kings to thirty nine wins. Like he was he's the reason. That they got there. Well, at least one of the major reasons that they got there. Mm-hmm. So when I put that into account, I don't know whether I would choose Fox or Pascal. There are other guys like with stats. Like, well, I'm going with, with D'Angelo Russell. With like Zach Levine. Yeah, and D'Angelo Russell. Like stats-wise, it makes sense because like they made this huge jump. Yeah. But I forgot who it was. They made this argument about like how they – just kind of essentially became like a better version of what they already were, and I kind of agree with that. Like they not, I'm not sure they actually added anything. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, that. okay. Because like I remember, I was kind of like big into like the John Collins, most improved player. Yeah, and like John Collins has improved, but at the same time, like I don't feel like he's added like a lot. He's just became like a better version of what he was last year. And he just kind of like found his way to like 19, like 20-ish points a game. Well, like 19 leaning on to like 20 a game and like 9.8 rebounds, something like that. So after factoring all that in, I'm like, I need to be convinced whether I want to lean towards Pascal or De'Aaron Fox. Like Pascal technically made the bigger jump. Yeah. But I also know that what De'Aaron did is very unique. A second-year point that's guard an interesting pick. becoming super, super savvy, I guess. <clears throat> Something that, like, a lot of point guards don't, like, get until, like, later on. 
I feel like I I I went D'Angelo Russell. Well, I mean the net. The, he kind of he was kind of the instrumental force leading yeah. him into the playoffs. Uh, I think yeah. he is uh, averaging twenty twenty one. Yeah, I believe. Uh, and I mean, he got. I think he got traded mid season last year. No, uh, he came during the off season last year, and he season. yeah because I remember he played really well for a while, and he yeah. got hurt, and he came back and kind of just like struggled from there. But this oh. year he's been healthy. So he's been there. He's been on the Nets for two years. Yeah, this is like his second year. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that. I forgot. But yeah, the case I would I think I have for Russell was, if Levert never goes down, does this like happen? I mean, like I can't really hold this against him. <laughs> I mean, but it's yeah. just one of those things. Like I'm like, eh, it's something I need to think about. I I feel like Russell kind of had <laughs> the bigger jump over uh, Siakam. I mean, statistic actually. Well, but I guess what we consider what we are talking about that jump. Well, I mean, like statistically, not like you know. Because I think the gap between like, I think the gap between last year and this year, I think Siakam like is up like ten points or something. How much is he averaging? I, I think he's averaging like sixteen point nine. Like I think he's averaging sixteen point nine right now. But I can't remember what he did last year. But I remember this just like this big gap. I thought he was like seven or at least seven or eight. Yeah, but like it's pretty wide. But part of it is also like what they're asking him to do. Yeah, I mean, like that, he's that too. Yeah, like he's being asked to do a whole lot more this year. He's mm-hmm. done a lot more offense creating this year yeah. than he did last year. So I guess that's one of the things that well he gets, is swaying he, me. Also, he also has a a lesser mm-hmm. load than D'Angelo though. Yeah, no, I mean like that's not guard. that isn't his game. No, it's like, not because it's not he's, his he's game. a big That's man. not something that he does. But yeah. the fact that he can kind of play like that Draymond-ish role, I guess. Yeah. Like that passing. And mm-hmm. the thing is, like, unlike Draymond, I would argue he's actually good well, he can actually at, shoot. like, scoring, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, he's actually been pretty good when I've he's asked to do that. i jump shots from him. He, he looks pretty good. And this year, he's... I think he's improved defensively enough where you kind of have to have him in the all-defensive yeah. conversation. Some might argue he's... Well, some have said he might be Toronto's best defender. And Toronto's been a pretty good defensive team this year. Over oh, so, Kawhi? Uh, I would argue Kawhi has struggled. Defense? I mean, like, he hasn't... I, I, I haven't no, watched that. Struggle? <laughs> I don't think struggle is the word. I think he hasn't I think he's, put in the same effort. He He's been out... So yeah. maybe that's why. Like he's like he's and, skipped a lot you know, of games. He's, yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't a lot. Like I don't think he's been in it. I yeah. guess it's more. It's not that he's a bad defender. Is I think it's just the well, effort hasn't probably, been the same. He, he probably hasn't put in all that effort. Yeah, on the, the effort hasn't side. been the same. Last year, Siakam averaged seven point three points a game. This year, he's averaging sixteen point nine. Okay, so nine. How much did Giangelo get last year? Was he I think it was like fifteen. Something. He was 15? Like 15 something. Like, like before, like, like before he got hurt, I think he was like around like 18 something. I thought he yeah. was going to have like, a, he was like having like a breakout this year. Yeah. And then like he got hurt, he came back, struggled, and it fell. So like what he's doing this year, I thought he was going to do last year, I guess. Yeah. So okay. that's probably why I also haven't like, I'm not leaning towards him. Well, I think a lot of people lean toward D'Angelo <clears throat> too because yeah. he made the all-star team. Yeah, like part of the D'Angelo thing is kind of like the same like Zach Levine thing. 
Yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah, they made that jump. Like, mm-hmm. technically, Zach made a bigger jump. But at the same time, it's just like, granted, D'Angelo has played more real games because he's in the yeah. playoffs now. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a... Like, they were hurt last year. And if they weren't hurt last year, would they technically already be doing what they're doing now? No, oh, maybe. I don't know. All right. Uh, rookie of the year. I mean, is this a consensus we're going Luca? It's... Do you have a thing for Trey Young? I want to. I want Trey, Trey Young. Young. I, I, me, want, I, Trey Young. I want Trey Young to win, <laughs> but I don't think he will so i'm probably gonna like make luca as just like the guy that i think will win for whatever i think trey i think trey has definitely given him a run for his money with his performance yeah you know since like january yeah through the all-star break yeah part of the thing came a little too late yeah part of the thing was like trey young struggled really early in the season Mm-hmm. It's not like he recently came on. He's been on for like a little while now. He's been now. on for a couple but like months the, now. But the problem was like when he was bad, he was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like bad. Yeah. yeah. But like with Trey Young, like I really want him to be rookie of the year, but I know he will. But the jump for him was also like steeper because he went from playing with like other kids to yeah. like playing with like men in the NBA while Luka Doncic has been doing it for a while. Luca has his own show too now with uh, Dennis Ventura. Yeah, but Luca just kind of annoys me. Well, well, not Luca himself, but the narrative around Luca kind of annoys me. Which is why, like, I can't really get behind him. He's not my thing. I feel like he hasn't been talked about like re- that. Much well, like Luke. recently, because like everyone wants to talk about Trey, but yeah. like it's just the way like they portray him. Like everything he does is good. Even if someone else has already kind of done it, like before when I mentioned like with Harden, Harden yeah. like when he when like Luka Doncic does like a step back, it's like oh, this is awesome. But like I guess like when Harden does, it's like oh, cheating game. Oh, <laughs> ISOing again, freezing on his teammates to take a step back three. Now I'm just like ah, I'm not about that. <laughs> Considering like how close the game their games actually are, I would argue like Luka's kind of like a rip off version of like. James Harden, except worse. All right, uh, let's go into Coach of the Year. So before before I let you go, I originally had Nate McMillan, but that was until yeah. Indiana faded yeah. at the end of the season. Here's the thing about Nate McMillan. I want to vote for Nate McMillan. I mean, like, if I had a vote, I think I want to lean there, yeah. even with the fade, but I know... That he would never really get the credit for. Because I think, I forgot who said it, but somebody said they had a hard time, like, naming what Nate McMillan did, like, game plan wise. Mm-hmm. What I think Nate McMillan did was more, like, culture than, like, whatever and game that plan he instilled. been there since, like, last year. When yeah. They played together, they just got stronger. Like, because what I saw from like, <clears throat> like, he's essentially what he just did last year, yeah. this year again. And mm-hmm. I feel like we just, like, kind of, like, passing over him, or people are. Yeah. He doesn't get enough credit. But this year, it has to be between, like, what, like, Budenhauser? Yes. And, I would say Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. Because, like, the amount of change that has happened there, yeah. and there hasn't been a fall-off. Well, like, Nate Millen, there was a fall-off. Yeah. With Doc, it's just, like, I, is what I it feel... is. <clears throat> well, to the West, because the West was, like... Yeah. Their games were yeah. so close. 
actually you kind of right. I can't. Yeah. I can't credit that against them because yeah. they haven't had that much of a losing streak. I think they yeah. only had like a three or four game yeah. losing streak. So I guess end. like my thing between like Doc or Bud, it depends on which you appeal more towards to. Yeah. The best coach creating like the best team. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can ob- see the obvious improvements between him and just get like it's so obvious. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I, I, so I originally yeah. like last month I went with Nick McMillan, but once like yeah. Indiana just fell off, yeah. like in late March, April. Or do like, you go with like, a doc who has consistently I mean, yeah, righted the Doc's, ship yeah, through it all? Been, he I started mean, been pretty good. This is like the first year Doc has like started like three rookies like ever. Yeah, doc I mean, used to never play young guys <laughs> like ever. Yeah. And like this year, he's got his team in playoffs. Even after they traded Tobias Harris, just consistent. They just like stayed as they were. Everyone was like, oh man, they're dropping out now. They're not going to be in the playoffs. I I honestly thought the Clippers were going to drop out. And then they didn't. They didn't. And then they didn't. I I looked stupid. They stayed, they stared the ship. They righted it and they're like, we're ready to go. Let's keep going. And like, especially because the Lakers couldn't play any defense and they all got hurt. Yeah. And he. And he has helped SGA this year by putting him in places to succeed, mm-hmm. which surprising to me. Not because SGA is bad, but because right. of what Doc Rivers' history is with the young guys. So for me, I'm like, I'm leaning towards Doc only because like, before I wasn't really a Doc fan. Yeah. Like I thought he would, like I didn't think he was bad or anything. I just thought he was like super flawed. Uh-huh. But recently, with the way like people have been talking about Doc, discrediting Doc. I, I'm back on the train. You know what? I'm like, you know what? Even though I don't think Doc's the best coach in the world, yeah. give this man his credit. Do you think that's his best job? Like, would you, uh, or the, the oh, no. 07 Elites? It has to be the Celtics when they won the championship. Like, that Ubuntu. he took three stars together. Like, he's not, he didn't just, he's kind of like what they did in like Golden State, except he did it first. Like, he took three stars together and like perfected the mold. Like, he got them to buy in, play their roles, mm-hmm. you do what you got to do. And he got Ray Allen and Paul Pierce to, do, like, part of it's probably, like, KG, right? Yeah. Into, like, buying the defense. Mm-hmm. Something that they kind of, before, they were just kind of, like... Um, KG was always, it was always, like, Ray Allen and Paul Pierce. KG was always, like, like pretty good defense. I don't think people give Ubuntu enough credit. No. I mean, or at least, I, like, yeah. not now, before they did. But, like, that was, like, a real... <laughs> I was there for that. Yeah. So, like, I feel it on a different level. Mm-hmm. So, so whenever people like go back and they go like, "Oh no, this is just like, like snake oil," or I'm like, "You don't even know. You weren't there. Yeah. Like, this is a very real thing. He brought the team together. They all brought in, and then he had Rondo step up." I remember they went on like a London trip. Yeah, I thought it was. I think it was Rome. Actually, oh, it might have. It could have been both. Yeah, I mean, I remember they, they, they just went, went to Europe. Somewhere. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, he just instilled this culture where everyone felt like, you know what, we're in it. We're in it to win it, and we're all yeah. And then they won. It. Fully invested, and they won. I wish they won more, but the KG injury. If KG didn't get hurt. They probably win at least two. Yeah, Actually, I, agree. I would argue they could they could have won three because I think that injury might have sapped what was left of KG, and maybe if KG didn't get hurt, mm-hmm. he he like uh, stays better as he gets older. The way like Tim Duncan like kind of just. I think the Celtics were plagued by injuries, like yeah, two thousand nine and. At 2010, when Kendrick Perkins went down, that starting five never lost the series. It hasn't, but I mean, they they brought most of yeah. them to Game Seven, but like <laughs> like whenever people talk about, oh yeah, Kendrick, like Kendrick's kind of a bad, 
bad player, I guess. Like he was pretty he decent like, uh, defensively. Like, but for me, I don't think it's really about like it what, what Kendrick is. Unit. Yeah, it's not what Kendrick is what as an individual as unit, player. As like when unit. they trade in for Jeff Green, Jeff Green is objectively a better player than Kendrick Perkins. Uh, yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, didn't but like the thing fit. is, it was the chemistry. Yeah, which is why I always go back to Ubuntu and why like. That was a real thing. They were exactly. able to build this chemistry, mm-hmm. and then after like Kendrick Perkins like kind of left, it just wasn't the same. No, I I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, so you got Doc Rivers, or yeah, I'm gonna lean with Doc Rivers. All right, I got Blue I'm I'm so I'm like super anti Milwaukee right now. <laughs> it's like I'm like I can see it, but I don't want to vote for them. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> Like the the case is there. I'm just like no. I'm I'm choosing to go the other way. Uh, six man. I don't think we did six man last time, but uh, I got I Lou Williams. So. Lou Williams for six. Man. I think Lou Williams kind of has. I feel like Lou Williams is like the default answer. He just has that wrapped up every year because part of it's just like his role. Yeah, like he's a six man who, I guess kind of gets the opportunity he's a six man who kind of gets like starter type mm-hmm. opportunities yeah because he's like their main like i guess scoring option there also even though he doesn't start yeah. sga starts mm-hmm. well i mean you can put Derek rose yeah. in there but i feel like Derek rose oh, yeah. called off Derrick in the rose beginning too. of the season like he, but Derrick, was, he part, was doing yeah. good in the beginning part of it's like Derek rose also only played like 15 games yeah but like yo i would definitely put Derek rose in there too I, the thing is put, uh, yeah. I mean, you can put Eric Gordon. Yeah, Eric Gordon struggled this year. The difference is like, well, Williams, yeah, he had some really high. Yeah, games Lou Williams too. has been good. Yeah, like he's played less minutes this year, so his overall numbers are like a little bit less. But I think his efficiency's up. Mm-hmm. So, part of it's because I think they had Tobias Harris earlier in the year. Yeah. So now they they opened up like a new spot for him to do more, but it's just it's a combination of his talent and his role that I feel like. Eric Gordon might just have like this locked up for like who knows how long until yeah. he just can't do it anymore. Yeah, pretty much. So when I think about it, I'm like, uh, you kind of have to go Eric Gordon. You mean Lou Williams? Yeah, no, no I don't know why I say Eric Gordon. Yeah, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Getting confused. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to say anything else on that? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, defensive player of the year? I don't think we did that last time either, but. I'm going to let you go first on this one. I'm still trying to get my thoughts together for defensive player of the so year. So I originally, like last <laughs> month, I originally had Paul George, but then I saw the Thunder's numbers over the March and April, yeah. and they have been giving up too many yeah. points. And you know, obviously, I had Giannis as my MVP yeah. earlier in the season. So yeah. I'm going to give, as a pity, Giannis the defensive player of the year. Is I think number two in uh, defensive rating. Yeah. And Milwaukee's the number one defensive team. So, I'll give it to him. Um, I guess defense is, like, kind of a little hard for me. Like, yeah. like before my thing was always just kind of like, oh, yeah, you pick the guy who, like, if he was able to, like, lead his team to, like, top five or ten offense, defense, I mean, mm-hmm. before. Like, you had guys like Gobert yeah. this year who's, like, the anchor. Usually guys like him win. My but thing th- with yeah. him is... <clears throat> Well, I mean, I, he could guard on the perimeter yeah. too, not as yeah. well as Giannis. That's, that's, though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like this so year, so that's why, like Giannis, like he yeah. he blocks shots. Yeah, and 
you know he can guard the perimeter. Yeah. And you had you had your stat earlier about the uh, yeah. You know the proximity like like range. when he's um, the closest defender to like a player like there. Yeah. So um, field goal percentage drops, but um, I guess that's the thing I'm trying to like reconcile mm-hmm. reconcile here. Like, do I give it to like the big guy who's kind of like always involved? I guess. Or do I give to like a more perimeter oriented player, which is also a thing for like a Paul George? Yeah. But then you have like Giannis, who's kind of in the middle. See, I feel like I originally have Paul George, but I yeah. think when their defense yeah. just fell off, I was like, okay. Yeah. So I like mean, when I kind of like, so kind of well, like when I but kinda, he like, does yeah. lead the I think yeah. he does lead the league in steals. Yeah, Paul I think George. Paul George, if you want to argue, is more consistent in being the guy that guards the team's best player. Yeah, if you yeah. want to, you can argue that. But, like, for Giannis, he's kind of, like, this in-between, which I'm not sure how to, like... I don't know whether it's, like, a positive or a negative thing. It's like, oh, he's best doing, like, this, where uh-huh. he isn't... He's kind of doing, like, everything, but not really doing, like, one specific thing. Well, does Middleton guard the best player or Giannis? I think they probably they switch. 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 Because I, part of it is just, like, kind of the role that Giannis plays. Yeah. He's, like, kind of, like, half big man, half perimeter. Kind of. I mean, yeah, you can... But, be- like... When you look at some of the stats, whatever, like the one I brought up earlier, and yeah. the fact that Milwaukee's the number one defense in the league, and yeah. Giannis is the biggest reason for that. Yeah. I think I have to give it to Giannis mm-hmm. because of like that versatility and the fact that he leads the number one defense in the league. Like, I know people are giving me Dilly Gobert. I can understand why. I mean, I, I understand that. Crux. You talk you know, they've been a yeah. great, pretty uh, defensive team. And they, yeah. they got better as yeah. the season progressed. Because yeah. I think in the beginning of the season, they were yeah. at So when I, when I look at Giannis's play, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, Draymond's. Mm-hmm. From, like, a few years back, we kind of did everything. Yeah. Probably, like, maybe even to a... Actually, I wouldn't say it was, like, higher or lesser extent. Just maybe just, like, a little different. Yep. So I probably have to, like, give Giannis Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. I give give it to Giannis. Uh, I, to me, he has to win something this year. He might get both. I mean, he's definitely going to make All NBA. Yeah, definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he, he he could potentially get MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Milwaukee could like sweep the awards. Like Bud could be the head, the head coach of the year. Giannis could win both Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. Yeah. Always possible. Yeah, anything's possible. As Kevin Garnett once said. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, so, before we conclude, I will announce that the Make It Rain Award is coming back. I have not done that thing since <laughs> November. But it is coming back for the playoffs. You know, we're going to get the three-point you know, three uh, percentages and all that. And we'll do like a, you know, round-by-round round or, you know, playoffs Make It Rain Award. So, it's definitely coming back. Uh, if you want to reflect on the regular season before we peace out, now is your chance. It was a it was a good season. You know, it was a fun NBA season. Definitely. You know, now that the playoffs is coming into uh, approach, yeah. Well, we're in it, but I think here's where, like, even though we've kind of like made fun of him all year long, because uh, without Steph, the Thunder, um, not the Thunder. The Warriors have not been good, but I think this is where Kevin Durant shines. Like in the playoffs, when things like kind of slow down a little bit, usually Steph takes a little bit of a step back. 
this is where Kevin Durant really shines. Like, there's always been a thing where, like, we kind of compare a player to what they do in the regular season. Yeah. Like, there's always kind of, like, guys that are able to carry their team through the regular season. It's usually, like, point guard S ball handler guys. And I think Durant still averaged, like, 25 yeah. plus. No, it's not that, like, he's bad. It's just that, like, the team hasn't been as good with him running the show compared to Steph Curry. Even though yeah. Durant, like, I think it was, like, 2014, proved that he could carry a team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think once the playoff kicks in yeah. is when you can see the true value of a Kevin Durant over someone, say, like, in why he, I think he's a better player within a vacuum compared to Steph Curry or James Harden. Not quite LeBron at his peak, yeah. but better than those guys who are like... Well, I mean, he kind of, he kind of showed it in the finals. He yeah. was the difference maker. Because I think in the in the playoffs, as I said before, like when everything slows down, you're doing more half-court stuff. Well, yeah, he'll, he'll, he can get you a bucket. Where he's he needs automatic. to ISO. He's automatic. His combination... against Houston. His combination of size six, and skill. 6'10", he says he's 6'11". I think this is also... a some parts where like smaller guys like guards kind of struggle when they have to carry a team yeah. into the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. their size ends up becoming like a little bit of issue when they're really game planning against them. And like a big skilled guy like Kevin Durant, who's the size of a big, well, like the height of a big, the skill of a perimeter player, we're really going to see his real value. Uh, I thought it was a great regular season. I mean, the Celtics were up and down, but it was fun to watch. You know, a lot of things we didn't expect. We didn't expect Milwaukee to do what they did. Yeah. Uh, I don't think people expected Harden to do what he did, so. It's kind of hard to expect historical seasons, but yeah. I mean, you expected to, to him, like, to mirror his MVP year, like, yeah. last year. Not surpass it. He just went way above that. He kind of had to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, he kind of had to delete his team. And then, you know, there's this, like, I mean, there's some kind of drama in the NBA, you know, for the number one seed in the West. Like, Denver was there. Denver was shocking. Like, I had Denver as, like, seven. <laughs> and they're, like, the number two seed. But I, I, I for some reason, I yeah. don't have that much faith in them in the playoffs. But they were, they were a yeah. good regular season story. Denver's just one of those teams that you kind of look at and you just have questions. Yeah. Like, it's not to take away from the talent and how good they are, but there's just, like, questions that need to be answered. I mean, I, I didn't expect they would be, you know, that high with what I they were. I definitely didn't either. But I can understand how they got there because I mean, of yeah. how well Jokic has played. Jokic is, you know, all-NBA, he's... You know, first time All Star. People have him in the MVP running. I don't personally, but I think before. But I think Denver. Denver has fallen off. <laughs> yeah, though, but still, it's like a seed before someone has fallen off. But they was, almost lost it, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I guess that they they yeah. were in position to get that first overall seed, but then they dropped several games. That is also true. I don't know. It's just like when I look at Jokic. I can understand why he can lead his team the way he does. But at the same time, I also feel like his flaws are kind of big. Mm-hmm. Which is why like, I'm like, oh, if there are better players than him, I don't know if I will pick him over them. Yeah. Nah, I agree. <clears throat> and then uh, <laughs> the, the, the show that was the Lakers. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's, just, it's just a mess over there, huh? Magic Johnson quit oh, yeah. on, like, the He's last, like, I'm done. He last I'm, day I'm, of the regular season. I'm rich. I'm done. I'm too rich I'm for this. Out. 
like, I was going to make that a topic, but I was like, uh. I'm the owner of the Dodgers. I don't need this. <laughs> I was like, uh, probably talk all day about that. They were talking all day about that. On oh, ESPN. my God. Like, they need, <laughs> they need to fix that shit. LeBron's in trouble now. LeBron's at the mercy of that organization. And, like, there's no way out. He has two more years on his contract. Two more years without him. <laughs> you try. I don't know if it work. Uh, I just want to thank everyone. Uh, we covered our first NBA season. Uh, we started in the summer, <laughs> recapping <laughs> the NBA Finals of 2018, and now we are here. Uh, you know, saying goodbye to the regular season, and now we are going to cover the playoffs. So I want to thank everyone that was involved with this process. All my guests, you. Dylan, you know, everyone, you know, all my, the fans, the viewers, you know, everyone. It was a, it was a fun season, you know, to talk about and cover on the podcast. You know, I've been probably roasting the Celtics like every, (laughs) every episode, but, you know, we'll see what they do in the playoffs. Uh, Is there anything you want to add before we peace out? Thank you for having me here, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. You could follow the Make It Rain podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Make It Rain Pod. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor, Google Play Music. And yeah, I just want, I wish everyone a good night.